Shabbat Shalom. There was once fish swimming in a river. Fish was a pike. I don't know if pike swim in rivers. That's how the story goes. And the fish was living its fish life. The pike was having a nice time till one day was caught by fishermen. And they looked at their catch and they said, oh, okay, all right, we're going to eat well. Wait a minute. We can't eat this fish. We should bring the pike to the king. The king loves pike. So they put the fish in a bucket and they start going off to the castle. And our pike thinks, whew, I'm safe. That's great. And they go to the castle and they knock on the door and the guard opens and says, what do you want? And the guys show the bucket and the guards go, oh, wow, great. The king loves pike. Bring it on in. And so the pike is thinking like, wow, I even get into the castle. This is great. So it goes, they bring, the, they bring the fish to the chief butler. You know, the butler takes one look, says, wow, the king loves pike. This is great. Send him into the kitchen. And the pike's thinking, all right, I'm going to get a meal. I'm going to be the royal pike. This is, this is the life. So they go to the chef. The chef takes the fish out and says, oh, this is, look at this beautiful pike. The king loves pike. And the pike is thinking, all right, until the knife comes out. And the fish turns to the chef and says, I don't think you know what love means. <laughs> love is mercurial, but it's important. A few weeks ago, when the, the former chancellor of JTS was here, and I asked him what he thought the most important thing for conservative rabbis to talk about. It's our Friday night. What is the thing we have to do? And he said, you got to talk more about love. Love is an important thing for us to bring into a religion, which is, in fact, often full of it, but often we focus on laws. We focus on learning. We focus on prayer, all of which are very important. But so, too, is love. And it's something that our rabbis have talked about for thousands of years. So my, but they define it differently because, again, it's hard to understand what it could be. So for Maimonides, love is knowledge. Maimonides says the more you know about something, the more you want to know about something, the more you love. Right? Our, our searching for knowledge is equivalent to our loving of something. And if you think about our lives, that's often true. And the people who, if you love a sports team, you can tell me every time the Phillies went to the World Series in the last 20 years, it was like twice, right? But every time the Phillies went to the World Series in the last 20 years, you know it, right? The people in our lives that we love are people whom we know perhaps the most about. We might even remember their phone numbers, maybe. Only the people we really, really love. So for Rambam, it's about a searching for knowledge or knowing something. And that is what love must be. For Ramban, for Nachmanides, it's the opposite. It's a state of being. You are loving or you're not. And in the moments when we are feeling love for God, 
we are in this moment of devekut, of divine uh, combination with God, and we get God's protection, and we feel love, and we are loved, and then the next moment, it might be over, and we have to get back into that state. So it could be that it's about our mind. Love is about our mind. It could be that it's about our heart. It's a state of being. But the Parsha that we read this morning, which is full of love, it's everywhere you look in the Parsha this morning, and it has a different idea of what love is. Because what are the moments of love that we see in this Parsha? We see God loving Yaakov. How does God show God's love in this moment? Yaakov, we talked a little bit about this last night. Yaakov is in a dark place, literally and figuratively. Right? He, is, he is depressed. He's fleeing from his family. He is sleeping on a rock in the wilderness, in the desert, in the middle of the night. And God comes to him with a dream and a vision and says, no, actually, I'm here. Actually, angels are here. We're for you. And the great gift of that moment that God gives Jacob is when he wakes up in the morning and he says, ah, God was in this place, even though I didn't know it. God shows up to comfort Jacob out of love. We see love showing up as something that we have to work for. Because however they began, Rachel and Jacob, and whether the kiss was at the right time or the wrong time or how it was, they're one of the great love stories in the Torah. These two, so much so, right, that Jacob is willing to work for seven years to marry Rachel. And then when he gets the switch pulled on him, another seven years to work for Rachel because his love is so great. And so love is something that we have to work for. And we also see that love is something that we do nice things for others, even at our own detriment, perhaps. And we see that in the sibling love between Leah and Rachel. When they're in their uh, sort of procreation arms race, as they are trying to uh, birth children, there is this moment that is poignant towards the end where Rachel, who can't have children, and she sees that Reuben is gathering mandrakes for Leah, and mandrakes, I guess, are a great fertility inducer. Doctors, you can correct me if I'm wrong later. And she asks Leah, please, please, you've already had six kids. Could I have some of the mandrakes so that perhaps I could have a chance? And Leah, who lives her life as the least loved of the spouses with her sister, who has got just children, and that's all she has in this, gives her sister the mandrakes so that she can have children as well. I can think of fewer acts of love greater than that moment in our Torah portion. And as we look through to next week, we see another act of sibling love, and it's an act of forgiveness. Because as the two brothers, Jacob and Esau, come together after a somewhat tumultuous beginning, and they've been apart, and they come together, and Esau has his guards and his army with him, and Jacob has got all of his wealth with him, and the two kiss, and the two kiss and come together and forgive one another. Love permeates the family stories, sometimes in good ways and sometimes in bad. But what's the Torah's answer? So Rambam says love is about knowledge. Ramban says love is just a state of being that you're in. And the Torah, unsurprisingly, says love is actions. 
Love is the things that we do for the people that we love. It is working for that love. It is bringing comfort to those whom we love. It is giving of ourselves to the people that we love. And it is finding forgiveness for the people that we love. The Torah could not be clearer. And as we go out into our world and we think about what we need, and we look at a world that is to some extent a little broken, the rabbis tell us, and so would perhaps the news. And we look at a world that is full of sinatrinam, right? Hatred that we see for others, for people, for ourselves. And the rabbis tell us, right, what is the antidote to sinatrinam, to, to a baseless hatred? Ahavatrinam, a boundless love. And so we go out into the world strengthened by the Torah, strengthened by our tradition, strengthened to bring love into the world, to the people that we care about, to the world that maybe we don't know yet. We bring comfort, we work for it, we bring gifts, we give of ourselves. We do what we can to create and instill love. Love is so important, friends, that when asked, what is the most important law in the entire Torah, the most important verse, Rabbi Akiva says, you heard this one before. It says, You shall love your fellow as you love yourself. Essentially, the entire Torah is just that. Find people to love. Find ways of bringing love into the world. And we cannot forget, of course, right? which Akiva says means we can only love others to the extent with which we love ourselves. So the love that the Torah is asking for us begins with us. It goes out to our family, to our friends, and then, please God, to the world around us, bringing love at every step of the way with our actions, perhaps our thoughts, and a state of being. Shabbat Shalom.